At least that wasn't awkward. George, you're, you're awkward. I'm awkward. You're awkward. You're the one that stares at Paul with those eyes, and I'm the awkward one because he's right in front of me. <laughs> Don't stare at me like that anymore. You know you like it. No, it's awkward. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Magic City podcast. We are Paul Magic City Comics, George Marvel Poppy, and I am Jimmy J Mark Collectibles. Uh, for anybody that's watching us on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe because that will help the algorithm and the gods. There you go. There you go. Can't you can't break the routine, man? You can't the break gods, the routine. man. Yeah, leave a comment, subscribe, hit the bell, do all that good stuff that every other YouTuber tells you to do. <laughs> Every other YouTuber. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to us on one of our streaming platforms, thank you. Make sure to subscribe to get notified when we drop a new podcast on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, we are on over 130 podcast streaming sites right the now. The number changes every week. Yep, yeah, it well, does. I mean, we might lose some. We might gain some. But it's over 130 right now. So what's going on, everybody? What are we talking about today? Something good, right? Something good. I think so. Um, this was something that just came up to us. A lot of changes in the industry, changes in the way we do things and how we go about it. So we're pretty much going to talk about which one is the best. Now, the one is buying and selling platforms, whether it's whatnot, IG, or eBay. Now, we all know those are the big three. There's so many more. We have like Amazon, Macari, Facebook Marketplace, the blogs, the cons, everything like that. But these seem to be the three that have the biggest traction that are in right now. Um, and just the ones that we've been using the most being IG and whatnot. We're predominantly on IG. We've done a couple of whatnot sales. So right. let's get right into it. Uh, dealer's choice. George, which one do you want to talk about first? Let's go with IG first. IG. All right, let's do IG. Let's do IG. So, guys, the way we're going to structure this is we're going to say the pros and cons from the buyer and then the pros and cons for the seller, just so you get both different points of view in the whole conversation. So I'm an IG buyer. Friday night, obviously, I'm tuning into Magic City Comics IG sale. What are the pros for me? As a buyer. As a buyer, yes. Well, you can talk to us directly. <laughs> <laughs> You communication see, you can, you can see our mic. pretty faces on ig live whether you want to or not we're on there that's right, right. and so. one of the benefits of being able to talk to us is that you see a book that we put up at a certain price you can make an offer yes okay. our tagline is reasonable and unreasonable offers mm -hmm. but we like reasonable correct but yes if we put up a book for a hundred dollars it allows the interface allows for like hey i'll claim it for 90 Right. And then obviously we counter, there's a negotiation going through, or we just flat out just say sold. Mm -hmm. So the communication channel. Well, that and you can ask for more details. You can get more pictures. You can mm -hmm. get videos. I mean, you can you can spend more time on a one-to-one -one basis with the seller and the buyer, and the buyer can get more information if he needs it. Right. Yeah. You can take out the book. You can take out the book. You know, unless it's slabbed, you could take it out. You could show that it's full, you right. know. Do a nice close-up of it so they can see it well. The yeah. one thing I do like about IG, in addition to the live communication style, is the DMs and commenting on the posts because you can also buy from a post. Correct. A lot yep. of people will post on the book and they'll be like, hey, can you send me more pictures? What do you think the grade is? Things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right. What else is a con is a pro for a buyer going on IG on any one of these sales? What do we got? We got a good, we got a good community on IG that specializes specifies itself on selling comic books and comic book related stuff 
Yeah. And then um, one thing that I've noticed on our sale and on other sales, newcomers will get that reaffirmation of like, hey, guys, these are great guys, you know, um, everything like that. Never had a problem because being a new buyer into a sale that you might not know, you might have some initial hesitations. Right. Going in there, not knowing. Being like, these guys seem cool, but am I going to get ripped off? Yeah, and then that that's goes back to communication because you could now go and get references from other people that may have done business with us, and they can give a, they can give us the the thumbs up. Yeah, these guys are good, or do you you know don't buy from these people? Hey, are you okay? Do you want to <coughs> clear your throat or something? There you go. <laughs> <coughs> At least my phone's not going off. <laughs> I know it's just so awkward when that happens. Yeah, I, I think I think the the what I like about IG is just the communication aspect of it. You know, everything I think everything boils down to that communication with. The buyer and the seller, how you can get references, how you can get more specifics on items that you're buying because of the ease that IG has it of, you know, DMing or comments on the post. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I um, even us, like when we're out there buying, I've sometimes asked you guys, if, if I see a post somewhere, hey, have you guys dealt with, you know, with so-and-so, like this IG handle? And if you have, you're like, hey, you know, I've had a good experience. If you haven't, you're like, hey, go ask so-and-so. They've dealt with them. And it's worked like that. And I'm sure... That's how it's been with, with other buyers. They'll ask their friends, other people in the community that they follow. You have that ability to, to ask them about a certain person, a certain handle that they may have dealt with. Right. Yeah. Um, and just a shameless self-plug here. We recently had our Golden Age sale and the resounding feedback that we've gotten from the community, from first-time buyers of like, hey, you guys are on point with your grading. You know, it's actually lower than what I think it is. That builds up a reputation. People know, like, near mint could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, but there's only one definition for near mint. You know, that that's a 9698 all day. So just having that reaffirmation from the community also helps the bigger picture. Yeah, your reputation precedes you, so. Because all it takes is one bad sale. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. Cause yep. Yeah, you can sell a million books, but you have that one bad sale, and that'll just destroy your reputation, and that's it. Nobody will ever want to come back to you. Yeah. Well, that's also when we, when we do the sales, we all like to... If we're, you know, if it's not slabs, we might undergrade just because you'd rather, you'd rather think it's lower. And when someone gets it, it's a little higher than the reverse. Right. Like you don't want to overhype your book. Oh, it's near min. It's a nine, eight. And then someone gets an eight. And you know, that's more like a nine, four and I know, or a six, you know, you have, sometimes you have people that get, yeah, yeah people are selling nine, min. eights and then you get back a six. It's, it's, that's ne a big it's problem. near min. It's near min. And you get the book and like, come on, man, that's not even close to near right. min. Yeah. Like you hope and pray it's a nine zero if you press it, you know. <laughs> um, so we talked about the making offers. One thing that I do like about IG is you're not committed to it in the sense like, hey, I'm watching this really boring sale. Let me see what else is on. On any given night, there are five sales going on at the very least. Yeah, that I'm aware of based on the people I follow. Right, you know, because you could be following a whole different set of people mm -hmm. and they could be having different sales on. Right. And you do have your staples, like, you know, your torpedoes that have a sale multiple times a day, right. every day. So, And I think another pro is that you're able to combine shipping. Yeah, if you get multiple yeah. books, you can make a deal where you combine the shipping. Okay. You that, that was very abrupt. Stop. Oh. I mean, that was... Okay. No, yeah, it's it, yes, okay. it's one of the best. Things. But how, what? How much do you want to elaborate on combined? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have right. five books and you add three. Fine, let's go to cons, guys. Being an IG buyer, what are some cons that people jumping into it might not know? As a buyer, con as a buyer. Well, sometimes you you might you might run into fraud. Like you might pay for something that you'll never get. 
So, yeah, I have here the forms of payment. So, mm. we all love PayPal friends and family. We all love Zelle. We all love Venmo. But if there is an issue, there's no way you're going to get your money back. Right. That's one of the biggest things that we've seen. And that's why going to trusted people or people that people vouch for those sellers right. is key. It all boils down back to your reputation. Because I'll say a quick story. I got taken one time. I asked this guy for, he was doing some art. I really liked it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. How much is it? hundred bucks for an eight, eight and a half by 11. I was like, perfect. It was turtles. Liked what he had done. Um, sent him the payment, friends and family, hundred bucks. Didn't get a response within a week. Didn't get a response within two weeks. Obviously it's art. So it might take some time. So I was like, Hey, just reaching out. Just want to see how it's coming along. He's like, no, no, I'm working on some other art, but yours is, uh, the next, uh, three down from what I'm going to work for. Okay, fine. Waited a month. Nothing. Another week, nothing. Reached out again, then he started flaking, everything like that. I was like, hey, cool, if you don't want to do it anymore, just can you send back the money to the same account I got? That's when he deactivated his account, closed it, did everything. Yeah. So the way I see it is I could have gotten taken for 100 bucks or 100 bucks to know that this dude's a scumbag. Right. Mm-hmm. And if anybody ever tells me his handle, I'm not going to say it here, I will definitely call them out. Because it's you try to build this community of trust, and there are people like that that ruin it for everybody. Oh, but this, yeah, and you're going to run into that. If you spend enough time on IG, I think you're going to run into a scumbag every once in a while. Yeah. But that's why, you know, you got to do your research. You got to do your due diligence. You can't just go buy off of everybody that you see that has a book. You have to make sure that they're legit and reach out and have a conversation with them. You know, just kind of gauge them for what they are, yeah. how they're how they're responding, how, you know, look at their, their previous history. posts. Yeah, their, their history on their posts. Make sure that, you know, the people that are commenting on there saying that, yeah, you know, this guy's legit, this guy's good, he's on time, he ships good. But, yeah, the the, the, the con would be the protections, the buyer protections. You know, they're pretty much... Non-existent. They're non-existent. It's, you know, it's pretty much between the buyer and the seller. What I've done is when I'm... Not if I'm skeptical. Just the first time I'm dealing, I'll pay the extra 3% to pay PayPal goods and services. I'm like, hey, listen, it's the first time we're dealing with business. This would just put me at ease. If the seller is at ease doing that, it sort of reaffirms everything. He's like, yeah, True. fine. If he's like, no, no, it has to be friends and family or nothing. I'm like, I'm giving you an extra 3%. So basically, it's a net net effect of you to zero. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like, then it raises a red flag. Oh, well, now you have all these issues with, you know, these taxes taxes, and $600 and all that stuff. So that's why I can see people now being a little bit more hesitant because they don't want that to ping on their on their account. But yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's probably the best way to deal is... Goods and services. If you're ever hesitant, just say you'll pay the additional 3%. And then that way you have some sort of protection behind yeah. you. Um, another protection, not so much, just being a, a buyer, you're at the mercy of the seller. Yeah. In every which way, whether it's uh, shipping, whether it's posting the books, whether it's uh, providing communication, tracking information, right. all that stuff. And... Um, one of the biggest things that I think, George, you mentioned it is the interface of IG. Yes. Um, if you find a book, like, it's hard to, you can't go in and search that same book from, like, another seller to see if they're offering the same price, if you can find one cheaper. There's really no way to search for this. You can right. try to use tags, but that doesn't always get you to someone that's selling. Right. So it's, it's difficult unless you're asking people, hey, let me know if you see someone selling, you know, this book. Yeah, or you just happen to just run across run two it. sellers selling the same book. Right. No. So, yeah, I think just the the interface of it uh, presents itself difficult. 
to shop around. Mm-hmm. Let's say. All right. Uh, that was the buyer seller. I think we know a lot about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, real quick, the pros. What are the pros being a seller? Pros being a seller. Well, you got the, you got a big community. Mm-hmm. You got a community that's looking a comic book specific community. There's people there that you know have been buying and selling for years. So you you got a good chance of selling the book. And I mean, at the end of the day, you're not gonna pay any fees. Yeah, no seller fees. Yeah. That's a big one. Just nice. Um, another big one is the community. Just your reputation precedes you. So just make sure that you're always on point. And then um, one of the big ones I see with IG is you could do it on your schedule and your time. Correct. Whether you want to do it on Friday night, whether you want to do it one Monday afternoon, Sunday evening, whatever it is. If you want or to you can just post. You can do a post. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can do a post, which is sort of like similar to eBay. Just leave it out there. Leave it out there. See if somebody bites, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think just a big uh, thing for a seller as a final one is you can only accept your desired forms of payment. Right. So if I only want to do PayPal goods and uh, goods and services or friends and family, if I only want to do Zelle or I only want to do Venmo or Cash App. Right. You know, I have the right to dictate that. Correct. And the good thing is it's, you know, again, the communication, you can set that up. You can communicate that with the buyer and square that up before you even go into, you know, the details of the actual sale. Mm-hmm. I think another good uh, pro for that is uh, as a seller, if you're dealing with that community and you have a, a set of customers or just people that, that regularly come to buy your books, like you have, you can offer them deals, you know, you can give them a discount. You can, since you have that back and forth with them already, you're more comfortable saying, Hey, look, you know, or you spent all this money. Let me offer you this. I'll give you a free book. I'll give you a discount on this other book. Since right. you spent so much money tonight. You have that freedom to do that. Yeah, you can you can you can, you can, you can target your sales too. You right. can if you got a book that somebody's looking for, then you can just go directly to them. Mm-hmm. Tell them, hey, I got this book. You want it or not, and then move on. Yeah, and let's be real; it's not all sunshines and rainbows no. on IG being a seller because we've experienced this a lot. Cons: What are some cons being a seller on IG from well, personal experience? You're dealing with people that you might not have dealt with before. Yeah, you might. You know, there's people out there. You know, coming to you with some stupid offers, some ridiculous offers, you know, then the, the payments don't come through or they take forever to pay. And or they flake. They yeah. flake on you, right? And then, you know, you maybe the guy reached out to you first. You might have had a serious buyer behind you. This guy flakes. Now the other guy found the book somewhere else. Now you lost the sale. So there's... And just the volatility of the marketplace, like prices fluctuate all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest one that we've experienced of flake the non-buyers. We're actually mm-hmm. dealing with two right now um, that they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll pay you, I'll pay you. And it's always that. Right. It's And we've given them the out, like, no harm, no foul. You don't want the books, just let us know. Right. You know, but just when you have that big of a community, you will have the people that do it bad for each other. Right. And then um, one big thing that we mentioned is a pro for a seller, a pro for a buyer, but a con for the seller is the multiple shows running at the same time. Yeah. As a seller, like, you know, you're not fixated like, hey, Friday night, 8 o'clock is just me. No, Friday night, 8 o'clock is you plus seven other people. Correct. So you always have the the people bouncing around, and then, you know, that might lead into flake buyers because they bought something here, but then they bought something bigger at another uh, sale, so they have to rescind on your offer. Right. So... It's not all sunshines and rainbows on IG, guys, even though we make it look very easy. <laughs> so, all right. So now moving on to the next one, dealer's choice. What you got, Paul? Go to whatnot. Let's go to whatnot. 
whatnot. The, it new, is, the new guy in town, right? It the is the guy, hot yeah. new toy for everybody. <laughs> so let's take a look at it now from the buyer's point of view again. What are some of the pros? Oh, you're me. This is this is not my forte. Just so you all right. Know. So so moving on to back to Paul. I'm, I'm only <laughs> saying that because I've never bought anything on whatnot. I've always had issues just trying to get in to view these things. So I haven't bought anything. My only experience when I was helping you guys on one of your sales. That's it. Because whatnot has not been friendly to me. I just I always have an issue when I try to log on. It logs me out. I can't put in payment information. So I just let it go. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. All right. So then, I'll, out. I'll take the point of view from the buyer <laughs> this time. <laughs> So, guys, being a whatnot, we've also been a seller and a buyer on whatnot. So, we have both points of view here. The biggest pro I feel for a buyer is you could get a really expensive book, item, toy, pop, video game on the cheap. Right. Because even though they do have the buy it now options, they do have the auctions. Uh, if the room doesn't have a lot of people, if it's an off time, you know, you might be able to get that $100 book for 80 bucks, Right. Which is a huge win. Because uh, one of the biggest things is the FOMO. You know, people will fear missing out on that one deal and they'll bid the item up, you know. Um, another pro, which was similar to IG, is there are a lot of shows going on at the same time at the same niche market. Correct. So the good thing about whatnot is you can filter to, I want to just look for toys. I want to just look for action figures. I want to just pops, everything okay. like that. No, and, and you can go in if the people are, are, are cool enough to actually list their items on their sale page then you know what each sale has and then you can go in and out as you as you need to you know for whatever you're looking for which goes back to another pro there's the alert system there's an alert ask, system yeah, yeah. yeah if if it's because on ig you don't you have to just hop around so on, yeah. on whatsapp you have the ability to set like a notification or something yeah if i want the spider-man action figure i could put on ig that seller to notify me and then once it goes up when the seller makes it active it'll tell the buyer Mm, that's cool. So then I go in right. at that point. And now they have pre-bids too. So if you go into the sale, you see a book you want or an item you want, you can hit it with a pre-bid and then you don't even have to be in the sale. Mm. It'll, it'll, it'll hit your pre-bid. If somebody over, over, overcomes your pre-bid, then, then obviously you got to go back in there, but there's alert systems. But that's a, and it's one of those things, you know, the, 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 the rules are always changing. Mm -hmm. They're, they're adding things. They're adding new features as it goes along, as people request certain things, the, the, the 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 way they do things keeps changing. So I mean, it might hurt you or might not benefit you, but you got to keep in mind that one not is new to the game, so they're always coming up with new things. It makes sense, new, ever evolving. So right. going to the new and ever evolving, let's go into the cons. What do we call some uh, <laughs> some people on whatnot? Oh, the new carnies, man. They're the new carnies in town, guys. Guys, we are whatnot sellers, so we do know this, but we don't do any of these practices. But Paul has a very adamant opinion on this. Dude, listen. So I've, I've got into these sales, and you go in because you see a book, right? You see a big book. Whatever book that is, you see the big book. So you go into the sale, you're like, all right, let me just wait for the guy to come up with the book. But to get that book, you got to, like, run through freaking, you got to jump through hoops. You got to, like buy a certain mystery box and then depending on the price you bought it for then you fall into like a certain row on the wall and then if you put if you fall into that certain row it might not be the row that you want the book in so then you have to go get another mystery box and then it's it's a carny game man <laughs> it's seriously a carny game and then at the end of the day yeah whatnot has to show you what the mystery box is or you have to show what the mystery box is because of whatnot because of the rules yeah but you go through all this time, you spend all this money, and you might not even get the book you want. 
Damn. Or you might get the book you want and you spent like two times as much right. for it with a bunch of other things that you didn't want. Like I, I, I want to go into these sales and I see the book I want. I just want to ask the dude, hey, how much is that book? Just give me the price and I'll buy it. But you can't because you have to go into these <clears> little gimmicky freaking carny games that these guys have come up with. You know, you got wheel spins. Like this wheel spin is huge and whatnot. You have uh, the mystery boxes. You have all these gimmicks. I just call them gimmicks that... So this is not, to me, it's not worth it. To me, it's not worth it. This is one of the things like that we've talked about in previous podcasts, like the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Like sometimes you can buy the book outright on another avenue, right? Then go into the auction. <clears throat> because I'm like you, I've watched some sellers on whatnot, and I've seen their preview video. I'm like, oh crap, I want that book. So I'll go into that sale and I'll wait, and then I'll be like, I'll ask in the comments, hey, when is this book going up for sale? Not even to buy it now, like going up on the auction yeah. sale. They're like, yeah, when we get 100 people in the room, I'm like, homeboy, you've been averaging 30 people. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting 100 people in this room. But they did the whole bait and switch. Ah, the old bait and switch. The old razzle-dazzle. You know? And it's, I, I get it because, you know, it, it's a or it's a self-imposed protection for the sellers so that way their book doesn't go yes. for a lower amount yeah. that they want to. But, man, like, you're making it so complicated. Like, seriously, get a job at the fair. <laughs> You figured you'll dominate because you're you're the new carny, man. <laughs> this sounds like carny slash like like one of those Mary Kay pyramid schemes where you have to sell so many things to get to the. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. That is exactly. I mean, you said that's the best. best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. Absolutely. So, yeah. oh boy. So they're like. So what must become like like the Herbalife of the internet? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the quote of the show: Herbalife of the internet. I'm writing that down with the new carny, guys. Oh boy. And there are a lot of great sellers on whatnot. Don't think that we're just taking anything. But yeah, I mean, like, you know us. We just do the flat out auction style. But they are people that I'm just like, I got a headache trying to follow this whole thing. And there's people and with like, video games. There's also. a lot of people like us, too, that just put the book up auction style or buy it now and you're good to go. There's probably more of those than there are new carnies. Yeah, well, but man, those carnies those taking carnies, over. It's yeah. just like anything. Everything could be great, could be great, but what's the thing that stands out? That one thing you saw that you didn't like, exactly. that's always what stands out, no matter how great something is. Yeah. So now we've uh, we've slaughtered whatnot. Let's give our point of view on <laughs> <laughs> the sellers. <laughs> Let's start out with um, the cons for the seller. Let's switch it up. So being sellers on whatnot, what's one of the cons for us? You're going to get hit by fees? You're going to get hit by fees, something that is not in IG. Right. You know, um, that's a big one. Another big one is uh, the rules are still evolving. Correct. So you guys might not know this from a seller's point of view, but we are charged a flat fee. You know, I'm going to say 10%, just round numbers. You know, it might be 9.3, it might be 10.2, 10%. But you're also charged a per listing fee. So, like, whenever you're, a book sells at $1, guys, the sellers are only claiming $0.59. Cents. Correct. So, it's just one of those things. And given that the rules are still evolving, they had to change the rules for the mystery boxes. Because at the beginning, you could do mystery boxes on whatnot. Right. But then uh, whatnot said, if you do do a mystery box, you have to open it live. So, there's no bait and switch, and the seller knows what they actually got. Right. So, when you get, buyer. as a buyer. As a buyer. As a buyer, when you get the books, you're getting the books that were actually shown. Mm -hmm. And then you can, and, and whatnot has a record of what was sold right. that day. So, if you got a crappy book, you know that in there. You can't say, oh, they right. gave me a crappy book after. No, you're getting it. You're seeing it live. Right. One of the risks as a seller as well is you could sell, an ex which is a pro for a buyer, you could sell an expensive book ridiculously cheap. Correct. 
Like I've seen books that have gone on our sales, like a fifty dollar book all day, every avenue, and we've let it go for twenty three bucks. Right. Mind you, that's sort of our platform and everything, but it still hurts. Oh, of course, you know. Plus the fees on that. And another con is there are a lot of shows going on twenty four seven. That's I've noticed that because I, I even though I can't get on normally, I still get like updates. I'll get like the notifications, and there'll yeah. be like a six a.m. show for something. Yeah. You have the East Coast, the West Coast, right. you have afternoons, you have weekends, weekday. Like right now, there's probably like over 20 shows going on. Probably. And depending on the platform that you want. But as a seller, we look at it as the shiny new toy in town. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That's what you want to be. You want to be in a platform that is specific to what you're selling. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're selling comic books, if you're selling cards, if you're selling video games, that's the place to be in because that's where all the buyers are going to be in. Yeah. And there's also another similar to whatnot. There's Pop Shop Live, which hasn't picked up enough traction. Like people, the community seems to have gravitated more towards whatnot. Right. Um, Is there anything in whatnot that makes it like different for like a seller from from other from other like selling apps? I would say whatnot is solely targeted to this community because yeah. they have like five uh, five genres, whether it's comics, toys, action figures, pops, cards, video games, cards. And others. So it's more targeted towards, hey, anybody that's on whatnot is looking probably for something you're selling. Okay. And and I'll give them that. Like, their their UI, their interface is on point. I mean, you know, it's it's easy. As a seller, it's easy. You set up your phone on a tripod. You aim it at the object that you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. And then you're just sitting there reading comments, interacting with people. And you you can do a show by yourself. You don't need a team of people. You don't need a group of people. You can sit there and do a show by yourself, talk shit with the community. And sell your products. That's cool. Yeah. And like I said, you know, you, you have the phone, then you can interact with the iPad, so you have another avenue to, to do your typing. You don't have to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's a real easy process. Like, they nailed that part. Yeah, no. Uh, like, personally, we've talked off the record. Like, they're just positioning themselves to be bought out. Correct. Like, I, this is the one big glaring difference that eBay doesn't have. Correct. It doesn't have a lifestyle, everything like that. Right. But... Another big, uh, since it is a shiny new toy in town, you do have the FOMO auction style, which really benefits the seller. Right. Because I've seen $5 books all day go for $19, $22, just because of the frenzy of bidding. Correct. So that I, is I saw that with you ones when uh, people were buying, and the more expensive books weren't selling anywhere near where they should, and the cheap books were selling for more than they should, right. which I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Um, and then the final two uh, for a seller is <laughs> it gave the new carnies a way to come up with new ideas. Oh, for real. <laughs> <laughs> this is only this is something that we've only seen on whatnot. We haven't seen on the other styles. I haven't seen any wheel spins anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do wheel spins. No. So, um, and then uh, a big se- a big a final big. Uh, pro for the sellers is you get access to exclusive items true like we just got asked um how many of this exclusive item what not exclusive item would you like to have for our show yeah they they their they're marketing department's on point yeah i mean you know you see them at the con i think a couple of the cons they had like a wrestling ring so their their marketing department's on point they're really they're really pushing it they're really offering the community a different form of doing things yeah so uh, yeah i think i think jimmy's absolutely right you know they're building themselves up to the point where they're going to get bought out by, you know, IG, by Facebook, by Meta, yeah, by Google, somebody that's, yeah, yeah. like some big ass freaking con- company. And don't get me wrong, guys. They started during the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And it's what they've built has been 
from a business point of view, just me taking a look in, it's impressive. Yeah. Just everything that they've done. So now. Dealer's choice again? Dealer's choice. I only got one choice. <laughs> Each of you made a choice. I only got one choice right now. The granddaddy of them all, eBay. Yep. It's been around the longest. It's um, tried and true, man. It's tried and true. They have 20 plus years of experience. As much as some sellers will rag on eBay, and I mean, sometimes we complain about the fees and all that and everything, it is probably the biggest monster to deal with mm-hmm. in a good way. Correct. So let's flip it back up again. Let's go back to the buyer and let's do some of the pros for the buyers. So buyer on eBay. Go, George. Well, one of the easiest things is being able to search that interface. You can search for what it is you're looking for, whether it be a book, a toy, a, a piece of clothing. You can search exactly what it is that you want to find. I mean, even if, you book, if, if you're looking for a book, you can look for that book so specifically. You can look for CGC. You can look for a certain grade. I mean, it's... Right. You can look for the grade one, a certain condition. Like, there's no, oh, I have to sit here and just look through pages. No, no. You can search exactly the page, the, the, the book, the number, the condition. You can search for all of that. I will say that is a byproduct of them having 20 plus years in, in the game. Of course. And they've able to hoard that data. Right. Like, what mm-hmm. do people really look for? Right. And then they can limit their searches and be like, okay, CGC, let me also give them CBCS. Right. Because right. they might look at this, you know. Yeah, they're, 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 their search filters are amazing. Yeah, no, it is ridiculous, their interface. Um, we mentioned that they have 20 plus years of experience. I think one of the biggest pros that we're leaving out here is it has the largest audience by far. Absolutely. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody knows of eBay. Everybody knows that what they want to get on eBay, they're more than likely going to be able to find it. And it's worldwide. It's yep. worldwide. Yeah, Pitbull. Is Pitbull Ooh. in the room? Mr. Worldwide? That's eBay. Um, I think another good one that they have is... Their feedback system? Yeah. Yeah. So that helps a lot. It helps, it helps as a buyer because mm-hmm. now you know who you're buying from. Yeah, you get to research. Hey, how long has that person been selling? Has right. it only been a year, six years, ten years? But it's crazy. Some people have like ten thousand, twenty thousand, a yeah. hundred thousand items sold over the years. It's a yeah. Present, I mean, man. my comic shop I think has four hundred thousand plus. Really? Yeah, that's incredible. So, and it does provide a level of reassurance to the buyer. Like, hey, this person's only sold a hundred items, but they have all five star ratings. Right. Right. So it can't be bad. Right. But this person's only sold five items, and they have a three point two. Right. Hey, you know what? Maybe steer away from that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I think going into that, one of the other big things with eBay is that ridiculous buyer protection that they have for buyers. Yep. At the end of the day, ninety nine percent of the time, the buyer eBay will side with the buyer. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do get that sort of protection. Whether somebody and we were talking about this with the Playstations at one point, people were buying them on eBay. And getting bricks in the mail. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and all the buyer had to do was claim it and they were able to get their money back. Right. Yeah. And that's good and bad for a seller because I, as a seller, that's great. The buyer has that confidence, but it's a double-edged sword because you can you can also get screwed by a buyer. And it's, it's happened. Yeah. yeah. It has happened. Where like they receive your stuff. Oh, I never got it. Right. Clearly it says delivered and yeah. there's a signature attached to it. Like, what, what do you mean you didn't get it? Yeah. Yeah. As, so as a side note, always make sure you get the, the the insurance from the post office. In case that happens, you get your money back. Right. Yeah. Because eBay will not side with you on that, but the post office will after yep. they get that denial letter from eBay. Yeah. And then... Um, That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of the biggest ones I think is the twenty four seven access oh, to yeah. the database. True. On whatnot and IG, people are only on there for a limited amount of time, so I might not be able to purchase from them if they're not live. Correct. Correct. But eBay is I mean, we've all done the go down the rabbit hole is what I call it. Like, oh, I want this book. And then you just keep going and going and it could be three in the morning and you're still looking on eBay. There's got to be like, there's got to be over a billion listings. There's right? got to be so much. Between oh, everything, so much more. I think even more. Between everything, between everything people sell, do they ask? I mean, wow. Because think about it. It's worldwide. But then the people that sell in Europe might not ship worldwide. So then you just have those segments available in Europe. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. I, I would agree with you. A yeah. billion plus. Right. So that means their server farms must be huge. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> Massive. So eBay is great and everything like that, but it does have a lot of cons associated mm-hmm. to it as a buyer as well. Um, the descriptions are whatever the user will put in, whatever the seller will put in. Correct. And I mentioned this, I think, for IG. Near mint can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. No, and then there's generic descriptions that you put in there based on the item, and then eBay will generate just from historical data. Right, their generic re- description. And it might not be exactly what you what what the what your item represents. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is big in the sense like, hey, maybe I didn't want to put that. Maybe I wanted to put this as a six, and they'll do like CGC grading right. and all that. It's like, no, no, it's a raw six. Right. You know, right. And then the communication to me is, it's difficult. It's not. To say it's non-existent, I'm talking about with the seller. Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult because well, you can send them a message. The issue is sometimes they won't respond. Right, you have a better chance on IG and you have a better chance on whatnot than getting a response than you do on eBay. Yeah, well, whatnot doesn't have a. Well, I'm saying like directly with the yeah. yeah. Well, there you're talking to somebody right. live. Yeah, I, I do agree because I've have made like somebody's posted a book for a thousand dollars and I've made an offer of nine hundred reasonable 10 percent off you know just to get the conversation going never reaches out never right. i see it sold auction style for 825 yeah. i'm like homie you could have gotten an extra 75 bucks yep. if you responded to your email but then you gotta think you know some of these people might have so many listings and they're probably getting so many messages that just to sort through them mm-hmm. it might be time consuming for them so they probably don't even look at messages just get it you know they, they'll get whatever it gets on an auction or buy it now and that's it yeah see yeah. you buy so and then there's also the fraud sellers, the mm. people that sell the bricks. Yes. That sell and the, bricks and the, the people that are fraud or let's just call it sneaky, wanting to make every buck possible, they'll pull the listing mm-hmm. mid-auction and saying, oh, I sold on another platform. Uh, especially if a book pops while they're... If a book pops and the auction's about ready to end in an hour and he didn't get the price he wanted, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I sold it on IG or I yeah. sold it on whatnot. And then an hour later, you see it. Yeah. Well, the next day. Reposted. It's, it's reposted yeah. with a... With a higher price. With a higher price, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, there are a lot more pros to the buyer side than there are to the cons, but something to to be able to watch out for. Correct. Always do your research. Yeah. If you and if you don't hear back from a seller and it's something that's high price, drop it. Go somewhere else. Because if it if you're trying to find out a condition of something and it's for value it's valuable, better err on the side of caution right. and not pay for it and then kick yourself in the ass because you never got the information that, right. that you were looking for. Speaking of kicking yourself in the ass, I kicked myself in the ass because I missed a big pro for the buyer. What? eBay's new authenticity services. Ah, yes. Right. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, so at least so far, as, as far as I know, they have it for watches, for luxury watches. They have it for sneakers and cards. 
They don't have it for comic books yet. Not yet. Not yet. So what you do is, it's it's you you sell it as a as a authenticity uh, guaranteed. You ship the item to the authenticity center. The authenticity center verifies that that's legit, and then they ship it to the buyer. Yep. So and it's an extra layer of protection, knowing that you're not getting some bootleg, you know, freaking sneakers or sneakers. Something. Yeah, you found that you know somebody freaking picked up from the back of a truck or something. Well, the funny thing is, they started with sneakers. Yeah. That's what they started yeah. with because there must have been a lot of counterfeit Jordans, a lot of counterfeit LeBrons, whatever it is, yep. mm-hmm. that they ha- they felt the need to do it. And it does provide another avenue protection because StockX does that. Right. The other sneaker uh, sneakers on Nike does that. Right. You know, like they're authentic because you're buying directly from the source. But, yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of good that eBay has for the buyer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and even to what you said, you know, like if you see something that's high priced, but you're not getting communication, it's almost worth taking the risk because you have all these buyer protections behind you. So it's almost worth taking the risk, buying the item, getting it and seeing what you got. Because It's you might probably get, the safest to roll the dice on. Right. If you're going to risk it, risk it on eBay because yeah. you have all those buyer protections behind you. I don't, well, I guess it depends George on. is like, I trust no one. No, I trust no one. I take no risk. Going on because sometimes they can fight it. Like once you get the items different, it never gets there. It's easy. Hey, eBay never got here. Yeah. You know, no. Once it gets there, it's like, hey, I bought Doctor Strange one, and they sent me Doctor Strange one from 2011, not yeah. the original. But you know, right. let's say you have five grand sitting there. Now you can't buy something else because it, you have to wait. Like they might wait 30 days to you know give you your money. Oh, absolutely. Back. I would say it's, if, if, it's like if, if it's like a high value right. item or you know? something rare, something that you know you, yeah. you don't see often. You know, you might take the risk. But I mean, if if you're gonna take the risk, like I said, take it on eBay because you're gonna well, likely 99 yeah, percent of the time you're gonna you're gonna win. So taking a risk, you take that risk as a seller. Yeah. yeah. Because there are a lot of fraudulent buyers out there as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because they'll say they never received or anything like that. And then obviously we're turning the page now to the sellers. And let's just go with the cons. So you could deal with fraudulent buyers. And you have to deal with the opposite side of that ridiculous buyer protection program. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest things I think uh, yeah, I mean, eBay as, has. And, 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 you know, as a seller, yeah, the... Item might have got there. The buyer might have gotten it, but buyer can say, "Hey, I never got it." Right? Yep. It never got here. And if you don't have signature verification on it, who's Done. to say that it got there? Yeah. Right? Or even if you do have signature verification, yeah. they dropped it off at the wrong house. Yeah. Oh, but I never got it. You signed for it. No, I did. Like, that's something that happened to me recently. Me too. Um, I work from home now just because of COVID and everything to that effect. And they're like, "Oh, we just dropped it off." So I get the notification on my phone. I go outside. I'm like, it's not my front door. I walk out to my mailbox. I'm like, it's not my mailbox. I'm like, oh, maybe they're waiting. So I gave it an extra hour, everything like that. Package never arrived. Went to the post office. I was like, listen, guys, the package says it arrived. I work from home. I was there 24-7. I never got it. They dropped it off. So my address ends on a street. They dropped it off at the terrace. Oh. And luckily, they were able to get the package back and deliver it to me. It was a CGC package. Wow. So it is one of those things, and the post office does seem to be working better, at least in my area, to do that. But what was your story, Paul? No, we had it. We had, I had a, It was a CGC package, and it got delivered to the wrong house. But I actually had to go knock on the dude's door. But you have to sign for those, no? The guy signed for it. They don't verify the signature. They the don't ask for the name. Because no. when I get mine, like they ask, well, my, my, my post office, you know, my, my postman knows me. But if it's like a different one, like they'll, they'll ask the name because at least you have to verify the name. Oh, no. They, this like, guy hey. signed for it. The guy took it. And then I saw where they had delivered it. And Walked I went over, knocked on the door. And the guy was cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, they gave it to me. And it wasn't even open or anything. But I, you know, I was 
a family. So I guess somebody in the family bought something, and you know how it is nowadays. Like, where you get like a million packages. To yeah, your you house. just put them all on the dining room table. Yeah, exactly. Everybody grab your package. So, so yeah. So you have that issue. You also have the flakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People that just buy it and then they felt it was going to go hot the book cooled down or something they're like oh no i bid on it by accident i think is what you said george oh yeah you'll see three or four bids from them oh no that didn't mean to bid it you didn't mean to bid three times (laughs) to to beat other people i hit the bar three times i don't know or people that do a buy it now and just never respond that happened to me once yeah i sat there for a week and And i had to to get ebay um because if here's the thing too um if someone buys something and they don't pay for it Make sure to go through like the the eBay thing that says like you know the the, the buyer didn't sell it because if you just try to relist it like try to cancel it, it's a hit on you because they don't know that it it was you buyer it down, right? yeah they, they they just think that you rescinded it from the from the buyer. Right. So make sure you go through the process of the you know the buyer didn't pay. And then obviously the giant size elephant in the room are the amount of fees right? mm-hmm. that eBay charges the seller. So we all know that's a. That's basically almost goes without saying. What sucks about the fees to me with eBay is that you don't get it. You don't get hit on right away. They send you the, the, the fee the bill the at month. the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're thinking, oh, man, I'm, already, I'm good to go. I got all this money. And then all of a sudden, bam, here comes the freaking <laughs> fee bill. You're like, damn, man. The only thing I do like, oh, that sucks. But what I do like is that if if you have to, if they have to charge the buyer tax because the state, they do it automatically. You don't have to worry about it. True. Which that's is nice. something that they take care of. Yeah, they take care of that. Yeah. You never see it. So I, I think that's good because that would create a, such a mess for people. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, don't you pay fees on the taxes too? No. No, that goes, sure? that comes directly from the buyer. Because the way it is, that. is the buyer will pay because now that's another thing. They're not paying you anymore. They're paying eBay directly. Then eBay will cut the, the money to you taking out the fees. Right. But what happens is it's um, a lot of... A lot of businesses do this. It's an in and out. Yeah. They'll charge the buyer. eBay will keep it, but then they'll pay it to their respective states. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so that's okay. how it works. It's like it never hits the seller's responsibility to pay the taxes. Yeah, right. Like, no, you, you still pay. It. No, you pay the taxes, but you're getting eBay charging you the fees with the tax money included. No. No. You sure? No, no, because no, yeah. that, that tax money never goes to you, so they can't charge you a fee on that. Hmm. What they do take a fee out, they, they take a fee from, from what it's sold for, not including that tax. So let's say let's say the tax was like $5 and something cents. That's not included in... It'll show that they, they paid tax. That's not on your end. Okay. Because then that, that creates an issue if that, if that costs you It'll show the buyer's full payment, mm-hmm. but your fees and your money are based off the tax... Uh, excluding the taxes. Right. What, what you sold it for. No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I thought there was... You I can't, there was something going on. They, with they can't get a percentage. They can't charge a percentage from the tax. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's silent because Paul is still skeptical. I am skeptical. <laughs> no, only because where <laughs> I worked before, some some states we had to charge tax. I get it. I get it. But I think like, and and you know we charged like twenty percent. Yeah. No, I, I get you it. I get it. Touch that fee has to be separate. You can't. You can't I get it. But it. I think there was something going on with eBay that they were doing that for a while. Th- there could have been at the yeah. beginning, yes, because it was new. No, not at the beginning, like recently. Oh. All right, I'm going to pause. Skip. But anyways, yeah. Guys, tune into our follow-up show where Paul calls <laughs> us out, or we call him out. I told you. The other right. thing, too, um, as a, you know, can I just mention something for eBay with the pro when it comes to shipping? Is that, like, if you sell a lot, you get, like, a discount off USPS. True. Yeah. But here's a nice little thing. Let's say you get a 20% discount on, like, priority shipping from the USPS. eBay then charges you 10% from what you collected for shipping because of that discount. 
So they collect. Well, they still charge ten percent whether you get the discount of shipping or not. If you if you if you offer free shipping, there's no there's nothing taken. Obviously, from because they take right. nothing. Yeah. But when when you pay for shipping, they will take out since you're getting a discount on it. They take another ten percent off right. of that. So let, let let's say the buyer paid ten dollars for shipping and it cost you eight dollars to ship it. eBay takes ten percent off of that ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, still, they're, they're there, making right? they're making money off of everything. Bay, fee no, bay, fee bay, yeah. Fee bay. Uh, just touching on that because there are a lot of pros to the sellers, but the biggest one to mention is you have the largest audience with the twenty four seven access to your consumers. Yeah, you're not limited by retail stores. You're not limited by IG sale times. You're not limited by whatnot sale times. You have the biggest consumer twenty four seven running. Yep. Um, and then with that, obviously. The other platforms, you know, that everybody uses that we use a lot, Amazon, Mercari, buying books at cons, uh, local comic shops, Craigslist, which seems to be dead at this point. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, offer up and like the blogs, those all have their respective pros and cons, but we wanted to tackle the big three on today's show. But let's take a stance. What would you say is the best one, both, both points of view? Just which is the best for the buyer, which is the best for the seller. I'm not going to say which is the best one. My preferred or my preferred platform would be cop IG. Out. Cop out. <laughs> That's a cop out, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I'll, go, I'll go with IG. Okay. George? I like IG. As a, as a buyer, I do like the fact that I have to worry a lot less on eBay than on IG. Unless you're buying from Magic City Comics, right? So that's true. That's well, I mean, like you can plug. you can buy from someone you don't know on on eBay on on IG. You got to try to focus on people you know or people that 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 you know know of. You know. Yeah. I will say this: they each have their pros and their cons, like mm-hmm. we've listed out. Um, it all depends what you're comfortable with, what you want to do, because they each come with some sort of inherent risk. The easiest one, the funnest one. Everything that we've seen and obviously what we've been known for, IG, I am going to side with Paul on this one and say IG. Just because of the community, everybody looks out for each other. I mean, crap, we f- we flagged a fraudulent Detective 27 the other day and the whole community rallied behind us. Right. So there is that inherent protection that is not in any other one. Like with whatnot and eBay. Right. Yeah, oh yeah, the fact that that the community looks out for you guys—it's community driven. So yeah. Yeah. obviously, yes, IG is the most the, that's more fun because you can engage. So eBay is just great because you can just find what you're looking. And for. that's why, and that's why I would go with IG, just because you know the engagement's a lot. You know, it's it's more it's more personable. Yeah, you can you can put a face to the person that you're dealing with. You can talk to them. You can exchange numbers and call them on the phone and you know discuss the deal. You can call them on IG, right? You can call them on IG. That's right. So Paul likes to FaceTime on IG, so go ahead and give him a hit. And I like doing it naked. Okay. He does. <laughs> and then we all have access to that IG Magic City account, and then I'm like, I'm not picking this up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So that's where cool. we stand. Let us know in the comments what you think might be a pro or con we didn't list. What you think is your best selling platform. What's your favorite one? Which one yeah. is, which ones do you use the most? And tell us your experiences for any of them. Yeah, I mean, right. pros, cons, horror stories, uh, success stories, like big scores. Let us know, and we'll we'll respond back, and we'll comment on the follow-up show. Yeah, perfect. Sounds and then good. until next time, guys, we're out. Peace. Hashtag new carny. Hashtag new carny. No, I'm sorry. Hashtag the quote of the show is what Herbalife, Herbalife of the Internet. <laughs> Herbalife <laughs> of the Internet. Oh, boy. This is a big show, so I got four cards to throw at the camera. Yeah. <laughs>